0: So good. Some of y'all might have had a candle when you walked in. Don't burn yourselves. Just kidding, their battery. And if you're capable of burning yourself anyway, hey, that's pretty cool. We're going to save these for the end of service. This is our rendition of a candlelight experience, you know, as much as capable with the full sunlight and the gymnasium experience. But we don't hold back on our candles, so keep those handy. All you kids, hope you have one. There's so many things in today, it's hard to cover them all. But today is not only our Christmas service; it's our last service here at the YMCA. I like that. Woo! Woo! That's nice. We should do that more often. All you adults, take note. Woo! It's good. Come on, let's try it together. One, two, three. Woo! See how easy that is? Y'all just gotta retrain how you think, and you'll start. You'll just be like, "This is fun. I like Jesus more." Anyway. It's our last week here. Oh. Well, there you go. And um, I just wanna I just wanna give thanks to the YMCA real quick. We've been here a little over a year, October, and it's our third venue in our third year. We're about to go to our fourth venue and our fourth year. That's a lot of moving. Yeah. We're not trying to keep up that pace. It's just the way God planned it. So we're off next week. We're gonna have just a, a chill. Meet and greet donut coffee experience January 2nd at 1C Church which is located at 1215 Tom Geneva Avenue, Fawn Missouri 6366 across the street from Fort Zumalt North High School if you're wondering that's where 1C Church is after an hour from now I like it and um, we're just going to have coffee donuts 10:30 is the new service time come at 10:15 we're just going to hang answer questions and look around at our home it's like, a, it's like the first time you get the keys, baby. You get to go and check out the house before the furniture's in it. That's fun. So January 9th, we're going to have our first service there. And as I've been telling the church, uh, so nobody goes in there and goes, oh, my Lord, it's going to be uh, a work in progress. But that's why we like it, because we're a work in progress. So the building's just reflecting where we are as a church. So you're going to see things going on throughout the weeks uh, in the next several months. But we're going to go ahead and get in there in January and just start doing our thing for the Lord. So, to say I'm excited is an understatement. There's really no words. So I hope you share that with me, and I know you do. But today is also Christmas, and we're going to read a singular verse together. It's so short, I think we can read it together. And I V Isaiah 9, verse 6. When you have it in your minds, or your Bibles, or your flip apps whatever say amen I like how they just do it <laughs> even though I know they don't have it in there, but it makes me feel better thank you everybody together for, uh, for to us a child is born to us a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor mighty God everlasting father and Prince of Peace. My title today is The Prince of Peace, and this is a short mini-series, two weeks, that we're ending called Christmas Memories. And so I was saying last week, it's always hard to creatively re-express the story everybody knows. And you run into that with Easter, and you run into that with Christmas, because everybody knows the story. So it's hard to be creative with a sermon that everybody knows the story. So this year, God just kept saying Christmas memories. I kept thinking of memories, like m- memories in my life, my children are, are experiencing and then I started thinking, what about Jesus? We forget he was a man also, and that he had a, a life up until the point of the beginning of his mission at 30 years old, and that his whole life wasn't just going to the cross. It didn't, he didn't start that ministry until he was 30. Now, he knew his purpose from, from the time of inception. We know that. But he still was a kid. He was extra smart. He was the Doogie Howser of that day, confusing all the Pharisees in the synagogue, throwing tables over and getting them together. But he still was a child, and he still had a mom and a dad, and he still went through the same memories we go through. Isn't that cool? I bet you never think about that, because I I sure don't. I just think of him as my Savior, but I never think of him as his humanity, too, because he was equally God and equally man in one shell. And so to to know that he had memories, possibly he cherished, or his, his mother had memories that she cherished, like, oh, remember when little baby Jay was three, and he, and he had, had that issue at the local Kmart, and, and we got him the toy, and he was all, like, you know, you don't think of Jesus like that, but they had their version of that. Who's to say they didn't? Now, I'm not saying it's relevant to our spiritual walk. Obviously, not everything is written in the Bible that, that happened because the Bible, uh, the book of John in the last verse says enough is written that we should believe. So that's why it's documented. But we know that Christ did a lot more with his life than just the part we know regarding the cross. So I started thinking back about Christmas memories, and I have a favorite Christmas. Does anybody have a favorite Christmas memory? Going Once. Going twice? No, in this place, you have to lift a hand for me to really know. Okay, a lot of people. I like it. I'm going to show my age here. Mine was 1985 when Nintendo came out. Now, all you early 40-somethings, I know you're feeling me on this because that was the bomb, wasn't it? Atari was a thing of the past when Super Mario, excuse me, yeah, Super. Was he Super yet? He was Super Mario when he came out. Old Mario, boring. Super Mario, fun. Yeah, I got the Nintendo. I was the first one in the neighborhood. It came with a robot that didn't work, but it was cool. And it came with a glove that didn't work, but it was cool. And there's this other game that dropped off the face of the planet after 1985 called Gyromite. I know what it was. I got Duck Hunt and Gyromite. And by 86, it became Duck Hunt and Super Mario Brothers because Gyromite was failure. But that's the version I got, and nobody ever got it again. And I was a little of a picky kid, so I'm sure my mom ended up returning it or having an issue because I was never happy. I'm, like, quite, quite the opposite now with, with Christmas in general. I was kind of a – I had my list ready in summer when I was a kid. It was, it was bad. But that was mine. Does anybody want to just blurt out, like, one thing they, they remember that is just a, a, a lasting memory? It can be a word, a thing. One, two, three, go. What was it? A green machine? Was that like a version for Scooby-Doo? Oh, cool. I didn't know if it was like a Scooby-Doo big wheel, which would be cool. What was, what was yours, Emily? Family. That's good. That's like important stuff. Me and him are throwing out like every material item we ever got. That's great. <laughs> um, but Jesus probably had a memory. I'm not saying it was a Nintendo, or was it? But he had memories because he was human. And Mary and Joseph, you know, Joseph was his, 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 his stepdad, essentially, not his earthly father. And, um, now, the difference between Joseph and other stepdads is that uh, Mary was never married to anyone else. It's just she had immaculately conceived by the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, the promised Messiah in her womb. That we learned about last week, who was born in a barn, and so last week we talked about the part of the journey that was in the barn. You know, the ugly part, the part that's not pretty, but the part that starts the new thing. Like my new baby, it was so gross on the day she was born, but she is the most beautiful thing that came out of that process, and that's how it goes. I've had five, and I can tell you, it's always that way. (laughs) Now she's getting fatter; she's eating. She's getting some hair up here. That's good. She don't look like an old man anymore. She looks like a little girl, <laughs> um, which well, she was cute anyway. But we talked about the barn being the beginning of the process. And now I call this, even though we're talking about memories, I'm talking about the Prince of Peace here because Jesus came in the barn because he was delivered to be the Prince of Peace. But he didn't become the Prince of Peace in its fruition until on the cross. You with me? So So the prophetic uh, plan was there that he shall become the prince of peace. that's why Isaiah was talking about it way back before he came because that's, that's prophecy in the Old Testament, hundreds and hundreds of years before Jesus showed up. And so, so that tells me the blueprint for Jesus was to be the prince of peace, everlasting father, wonderful counselor, mighty God, all these things he had to live up to from the time he was born until the time he resurrected. And so I started thinking, what would Jesus be reflecting on at different moments in his life? What memories would he have? And as we witness today, this newborn king, it's exciting because we know what Jesus did. It's happened already. And he's going to live a life so big, so monumental that it will change the course of humanity forever and has. We have a special insight because the memory of everything Jesus has done has already come and gone. It's different from the shepherds in the barn. They hadn't seen it happen yet. They knew it was going to happen, but today in 2021, we know it already has happened. So we get to look back and and know that it's there. We have that memory that they didn't even have. Isn't that cool that God gave us a memory that even the shepherds didn't have? Have you ever thought about that? I didn't until recently. Because, again, I just treated as the birth and, and the resurrection, and that's all I think about. But when I, when I extract more parts of Christ as a person, I start seeing the gaps in between, and it, it, it brings it to life for me. God, of course, continues to move today and will always move as long as time continues. But we got this special memory that even the shepherds didn't have yet, even Mary didn't have at the time. We already have that these memories you can hold on to and you can take them into every decision of your life today as soon as you leave here what memories are you making this holiday season and what memories are you keeping you know the bible says that mary would keep everything jesus did when he was young she would keep it the bible said she would store it up in the in the treasure chest those are memories she would store jesus was a memory maker Guess what we are? We're memory makers. See, we think of making memories as a self-satisfying thing. We take photos. Why? So we can maybe share them with family, but we, we want them. You know, when we think of making memories, it's so we can reflect back on, and that's a great thing. But what if our memories are bigger than that? I'm going to try to keep this together and not, not confuse you all. Because this is, this is a powerful word, if you get this. Memories are a mirror of God's goodness that never stop delivering. Because once you've done something for God, it is now locked in the chamber as a memory that you can forever remember. So I think that's why God gives it to us. And we have something to remember who loves us, and we have something to remember how, he, how we first found him and all these things. But it's even bigger than just us preserving those. It's about what we do with those memories. We're memory makers. Jesus was the prince of peace based on the life he would live out to come, which means he had a lot of memory moments. He mem- made memories throughout his whole life that would affect others. See, what he did affected others. Those are the memories he kept. So when he was on the cross and he reflected back on his life as the Prince of Peace, and I'm sure he didn't think of himself as like, I'm the Prince of Peace. No, but he just was because he's God Almighty. And, And he has these moments of maybe when Peter walked on the water, or maybe he had moments when they fed the 20,000, if you count women and children, and did the miracle there. Or maybe when he, you know, right before then they had to push him out on the boat. He had the memory of, because they couldn't hear him. So he's like, Push me out on the water so, so they can hear me because he knew sound projected, uh, water projected sound. Like maybe that was something he thought about later when, when, when his ministry, you know, later. Like maybe these are memories we don't think about Jesus preserving. But when we can leave the barn and turn our lives towards the cross, That's when we're going to see these memories start piling up for him. And then we're going to have a testimony in those for someone else. Jesus worked his way out of the barn, and so can we. That was last week. If he can, we can. Look to your neighbor and say, if if he can leave the barn, I can leave the barn. I was meant to leave the barn. When we demonstrate, demonstrate, that's a visual seeing, a lifestyle that adores Christ, we plant seed in someone. Someone witnesses to us, they create memories of their own that steers them down the path further. I'm going to get to a really cool illustration for this, but not yet. So that when you leave here, you're going to get this in You're going to be able to replay this in your mind. The thing about memories is you got to look back. As I've gotten older, I look back more frequently. When I was younger, I never looked. I just go, go, go. So how many like to, how many, you know, we have pictures on the wall. Does anybody put pictures on the wall anymore? Or they just scroll their devices. We have a picture wall. Why do we have the picture wall? To remember, right? Now, When I was a kid, I thought the picture wall, that my mom had the 800 pictures of every bad outfit I ever owned as a child, I thought that was just to impress others. But as I became a man and I became uh, 40-something, I started realizing that I need those memories just as bad as the people I want to share them with. You getting this? So what do we do? We look at the pictures to remember. We got this picture. Did you know you can ride horses in the ocean? Me neither, till I did it. We got these pictures. We're in the ocean on horses. It is one of the coolest things ever. Try it sometime. There's a picture. Without the picture, I probably would not ever think about it. But it's, it reminded me of, of blessing. Or I've got this picture of me and Michelle when we were dating. And it, it reminded me of like the first time I met her grandma, Barb. Michelle, if you're watching, it's on my desk. You know, you gave it to me. She had to pick it out, of course, which one would go in the frame. And I find myself looking at it almost every day now when I'm working. Why is that? It's because as, as you get older, you start needing a reminder of the journey. Uh, maybe it's your kids. You know, maybe, um, maybe it's the it's first time your kid went to kindergarten. Or it's whatever memories that make up your journey, we document them in photo, and it's, we start looking back because we're trying to remember the path. The path's what keeps us straight to the road that's narrow. And so... We start looking back. We have to look back. And we know Jesus was looking back in the garden when he was weeping before his, his um, captivity. He was in the garden. You know, the Bible says that Jesus took, this is, now I'm jumping back towards the end of the, the story here. Fast forward to the garden of Gethsemane right before he's captive. You know, he was bawling his eyes out. So we know that he was thinking about memories. Because a memory is what triggers the emotion. You know, and so we were thinking about the memories, and so he was—he was actually recognizing the weight of the sin that he was carrying on behalf of the world. People don't know how heavy, uh, no pun intended, that is. But he—he he carried the weight of the sin because he now had a conscious awareness of the sins the world had created, and that's a crushing blow. To the memory. Did he remember the barn when he was crying in the garden? Did he go? I know this is tough, but I came in a manger. I know this sounds funny because we're talking about Jesus, but he was a human being who had feelings like us, who could relate to us. And if you don't think he ever had doubt, then we, we, we couldn't relate to Christ. That's why Christ had to become one with man so that we had a union that we could reach, reach God. a Mediator. And so, so in the garden, when he was carrying that weight, did he think about the memory of the barn? When Jesus stood on the cross, did he remember the barn? Did Jesus look back in his humanity and remember the blessing from the beginning? Because if you don't remember, you might go, why am I here? And if you fast forward through life, you might miss some years and go, how did I get here? And why am I here today? And why did I get in this thing? That's why Looking back is so, so important. I remember tinsel. When I think of Christmas trees, I think of a specific couple of years my mom used tinsel. That is what I think of. Now, what's funny is my mom only used tinsel, what, maybe late 80s because it's such a mess? That's a memory I have. So you say Christmas tree, my mind says tinsel immediately. And so we all, we all have those little things. And that's actually really cool, you know, because that's your memory. And that's your experience. And, and all those things together, uh, it was just yesterday. I got a lot of stories today because it's all memories I have. We went to Long John Silvers. Anybody like Long Johns? Once a year? How about once every five years? How many know what Long John Silvers is? I hated those hush puppies when I was a kid. hated them. I didn't like the chicken. I didn't like the fish. My dad would bring home Long John's in, like, super big cardboard boxes all the time. And it was always cold. And that's how you ate it, with ketchup. And I hated it. Guess where yesterday? I'm like, Chloe, we got to go to Long John's. You don't understand. I took a picture of it, and I sent it to my brother. And he said, yeah, buddy, exclamation point, back to me. Because we're not... Chasing the flavor of the food, we now have a nostalgic connection to a memory with our father. You getting this? Now, the food is okay until you're done eating it, and you go to drive a car, and you start to, why did I do this? It's a couple notches less devastating to the system than White Castle, (laughs) but it is decent every five years or so. Or you might not live if you eat it more than that. A little health advice. Chloe says, I don't, I don't understand why this is even good. I don't think, you know, she's 11, almost 15 or 20. I don't understand why this is good. I said, it's because you don't have the memory with it. It's the memory. I find myself wanting my mom's recipes more now. And they were good, don't get me wrong. But it's not because they were just the best thing on the planet. It's because the memory of how I had those meals is now more important to me. Because I want to look back more. Because I want to remember the experience more. Because because as you get older, you start realizing the journey has a timeline for everyone. That's why you'll go plan a church. Because the journey is on a timeline. And you start thinking, what am I doing with my life? And so so when you recognize that, I think that's God's clever way to get you to cherish your memories. To get you to cherish your moments, which are memories. But you got to look back to remember. And sometimes not all of us have that just great long John Silver experience. Maybe some of us had some painful memories. And when they get to Christmas, they don't want to think about it. What do they do? Well, you can't erase that. But you can create something new that's bigger to replace that. My heart broke the other night because we were at the city meeting, round two, to rezone 1C Church from an industrial warehouse to an assembly house of worship. And one of the gentlemen, and it's Christmas time, so the, it's a city council. The mayor's there, all this, all this Ward 1, 2, 3, 4, however many wards there are. I think we're in Ward 1. I was afraid they're going to ask me and I was going to fail and go to the corner or something. I felt like I was in detention, to be honest. But they're all giving thanks for Christmas because it's a city meeting. And one guy said, I don't like this time of year. He said, I lost my son, you know, 12 years ago this time of year. So, and he just opened up to the whole room, including all the lobbyist people who have something political. You couldn't help but step back a bit and listen to this man pour out his heart. He was sharing a testimony about a memory that He he didn't want to keep holding on to because he was he was carrying that because every time Christmas came around and everybody's like yay tis the season he thinks about his boy and so as a dad I I hurt with him and I I wanted to go up after church and tell him I wanted to thank him because he he was actually helping others by sharing. Such hurtful news. But if I spoke to him today, I said, I'm sorry that, that that can't be erased, but you can create something new that's bigger, that God can still bring the peace because he's the prince of peace, the Bible says. And the Bible says be anxious for nothing. And that if you're anxious, that's not of Jesus. That's not of God. The, the God, God gives us a sound mind, and if it's not sound, that's not of God. And so we can kick that out. And so I, I thought of him because not all Christmas memories are good for everyone. I'm going to get there. Well, Pastor, you said you have good ones and they don't. So what do we do? i might get there. Humble beginnings keep you grounded through seasons of adversity that we all face. And we can't erase everything bad that ever happens. But we can create new memories. Jesus is the only one who can bring peace to a pain that big. He's the only one. No book you're going to read is going to fix it. It may help you hide from it, but no book can heal something only God can touch. Only God can heal those kind of past pains and memories. So we've talked about memories. we talked about Jesus reflecting on his memories. And now we're trying to tie this together, why these memories are actually part of the commission to share the gospel. Because memories are a mirror of God's goodness that never stops delivering. A mirror. My memories mirror what God has done in my life. What does mirror do? It reflects to someone else someone else. If God's in it, we can do it. God is in this, says the Bible. God is in your pain, says the Bible. He's in your mountaintops and he's in your valley, says the Bible. He doesn't go on vacation when you're hurting. He hurts with you. If it was that way, we didn't need a Christ. Christ had to come and suffer and be tempted and tried in all cases that we could ever face so that we could relate to him. And if we took that away, we don't need a savior. But we do. And so God is so good and so big, he knew he had to send who? Himself to cover that. So when you feel that, you can look to yourself and say, God is in this. When that city councilman feels that pain, he, he can look to himself, God is in this. Anyway, I'm going to make a new memory. Not to disrespect my old ones or to forego my love for my child, but God, show me how to handle this. Christ lived a life that was meant for sacrifice so we could live with him now and like the shepherds experienced him in the manger, we experience his fullness now. And so, when we are endued with that power, Romans says, What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Paul also says, No, in all things, we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus who loved us. When you're feeling weak, the Bible says, you have a strength that you can allow in and become one with through the union of the new birth experience through salvation. And then you can say, God is in this no matter what. He's in it no matter what. You're more than a conqueror. If y'all could stand with me. You're more than a conqueror. And I'm gonna get back to this memory thing in a minute. You're gonna get this. But before we do it, look to your neighbor and say, you're more than a conqueror. And say it with some vigor like you mean it. You are more than a conqueror. You are meant for great things. Despite your past, God designed you with purpose. Come on. You have a purpose. Just tell them that. You have a purpose. And it's good because God is in this got power when I've got Jesus. When I don't have Jesus, I don't have nothing. I've got power. He's called the Prince of Peace because with Him we can live in peace. Okay. Are you ready to see what these memories can do for the world? When we just had the baby, they used to stick their feet in ink. Okay. Who remembers inking the feet of the baby? It's really messy, but so cool. What does it do? It creates a lasting footprint of that baby that will never change. It's their foot. It's no one else's foot DNA, wrinkle structure. However they do that, it is only Camilla Michelle's. Well, now, by the way, it's digital. They do it digitally. There's no ink is that cool? I kind of like thought the ink was cool, but then they just like scan the feet and they digitally reenact the ink and then they send you to a website like a week later and you can download and do what you wish with your kid's feet, prints. Not only is it a memory in the moment that's created with the footprint, but now it's on the record. It's on the record. Every step we take With our memory creation, it's not just for the moment, it's creating a footprint in yesterday. You're creating footprints, people. Those decisions should just hang out for another week and I'll think about it later, are creating footprints that your children are following. Oh, this is gonna get real for a minute. Raise a child up and they should, how they should go and they shall not wander. Excuse me, I'm totally paraphrasing that, but that's essentially what the the word says. The memories you make for Jesus are the footprints you create for someone else to follow. Well, that's good. You're going to have to, I'm going to say that again. The memories you're making for Jesus, this is a memory we're making here at the YMCA. It's for Jesus. We're creating a footprint in St. Charles County for people to go, How do I get there? I see footprints like in the snow. That's how I get there because we're making footprints for people to see the way to the light. I get excited. You getting this? I wanna I wanna shout out a couple people real quick, and I don't want to embarrass them, but I saw something really cool this week with your family. And I, I I thought that is an exact scenario of these feet, these footprints. So my kids go to dance, and Rusty and Allison's kids go to dance, and we always hang out after. Me and Rusty and Blaine, and how many know Blaine? Blaine, what's up? Say something, say what's up. He's in the back. Outside of talking to Jesus, I think he's my favorite human I speak to on a regular. He's a little nine year old boy, and him and his dad go to pick up their sister, and um, I go to pick up my girls. <clears throat> And I'm always like, you know, doing my thing the way I know how to do it. But I observed a really cool thing as a dad and as a mom these last couple weeks. The first thing I saw was when we got to dance, uh, dad was running around the parking lot with Blaine, playing like tag. I am way too lazy and way too selfish to be that kind of loving dad. I just thought, man, that is so cool. And it wasn't like for 30 seconds. It was like for 10 minutes they were running and running. I thought, wow, look at that. Those are footprints. He's creating footprints for his child. And then, and then yesterday, yesterday I'm in my Adidas and they show up like looking dapper as can be. They got the suit going. They got the dress going, and, and mom does all this cool stuff with homeschool for the kids. Like, like they are creating an experience for their children to understand how to follow. And I just thought that was so touching. I mean that with, with my whole heart. I thought that was so touching, and I didn't want to, like, put you on the spot, and I was afraid to share it. But I thought, that matters because that child is so awesome because the parents are awesome. You getting this? So the parents show the child, and the church is to show the sheep. We're showing sheep how to walk a path that otherwise they're blind, the Bible says, with their, with their blind phones on and their iPhones in their face because they're not looking for the footprints. And so, so just like we parent our children in the path they should go, 1C Church was created to shepherd the sheep in the path they should go. And so that's why we get to shout about the building, and we like to rub it in and say, yes, we did it, we're doing it, so don't doubt us because you need to get on board. That's why we do it. God is in this. God is in this. God, we're so, so thankful. I'm going to have a Holy Ghost moment right there. i got to keep it under control, PJ. We're so thankful that God is in it. I don't want it if he's not in it. You don't want it if he's not in it. This is not a Sunday show. This is your life, which has an expiration. So, what are you gonna do with it? Are you gonna create some memories that show someone how to get there? Because guess how you follow the same footprints? You need them too. It's so good. And so today we're just giving a final thank you to the Lord, to the to the community for letting us be here in the YMCA. And we're even giving a bigger thanks to the prince. Of peace blessed are the peacemakers jesus came and he he shook up the world in in an effort to bring peace because sometimes you got to stir the soil to fix the problem and know that you're broken. And if you don't know you're broken, you're never gonna reach for a Band-Aid. And if you don't know you're sick, you're never gonna reach for a physician. So as funny as it looks to other people, we can say we kept doing it, we kept plowing, and God will do the same for you. We are creating footprints in St. Charles County, and we're thankful for that, Lord, that we've endured by your strength. We're thankful, God. We're thankful for your birth. We're so thankful for your birth because we know what you're going to go do with your life and the footprints you're going to create, the memories you're going to make. They're going to impact generations forever, that puts you before death, that puts you before everything. That is the impact the Messiah will make. So we know that now in 2021, and we give thanks, God, for that. We pray everyone has a tremendous holiday season, that we don't lose the message of the gospel in the the Advent season here, but that we still have a good time, we we have fellowship, and we show off your love, God, and how amazing we are. God, give give us this day our daily Bread and give us some rest that we hit 2022 like the world has never seen. Have your way in this house. Have your hand on these people, God. Touch lives in here that need your touch and keep us focused. And if the house of God could say, everybody say it in Jesus' name.